I made a mistake during the break. Someone uh, had asked on Twitter uh, about the video, and I uh, I had to send it to him. And then I rewatched it again. Boomer. Boomer. <laughs> False start. <laughs> like, on. Does anybody have. I mean, do we have a line to the PA guy? Can we get him on air? No, nah, I don't think. We- I'm sure he's listening. I feel terrible for him. I mean, listen, as someone who has screwed up a lot, it sucks. But it's not his fault. Isn't it like. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I kind of just want to give him a forum to speak about. Just the process of the whole thing coming together. Do you think when he talks, he goes, thank you for having me. It's talking time in Oklahoma, Josh. First down, sooner. Boomer. Boomer. (laughs) That's a good – it's it's your forum. You can come in here and do whatever you want. Just clear the air, right? Just make everyone feel a little bit better about things, if you will. Just to kind of like – Reaffirm to everybody that we're all pulling on the same rope. We're, we're all pulling. Are you a spy? 41-34 Saturday, Oklahoma Falls to Kansas State. Brent Venables meeting with the media in about 11 minutes from now. So we'll hit the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line coming up in just a bit. Are you are you ready to hit some other sports here in hour number three of the Plank Show? Oh, I will be if you give me like... 10 seconds. All right. Uh, this hour, by the way, as always, is brought to you by our good friends over at Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. All right. Let's get after it. Top five stories today brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I-44, exit 207, conveniently located. They've got the OTB at Newcastle Casino. Also, earn 20, get 20. That's Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a to 10 p. And their happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 p to 6 p. All right, Newcastle Casino, top five stories today. Big story number five. Number five. So, how dare I move away from football just a bit, but, but, it looks as if we have start times for the SEC Big 12 Challenge in basketball. The Big 12 currently leads the Big 12 SEC Challenge with 48 wins and 41 losses. Um, They had one game canceled in 2021, um, but 2017... Is that when this started, 2017? And this is the, oh gosh, it's longer than that. My bad. This is the 10th annual Big 12 SEC Challenge. Wow. So, that is uh, I wild. Re- I didn't realize they've been playing that long. Oklahoma gets Alabama. We have a start time of 1 P Central time inside the Lloyd Noble Center on January 28th. I almost said Saturday. Nice little non-con. Yeah, it is. Alabama's been pretty good. Oh, yeah. The last few years. So, I guess the marquee game, as it is every year in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, is Kansas at Kentucky after Kentucky went to Kansas last year. Wasn't that the game where the dude either hit his head or hit the thing and the score thing fell down? or the? All <laughs> like I remember is that Kentucky absolutely obliterated Kansas. And we came out of that game in Allen Fieldhouse saying – 
man, I don't know if this Kansas team's very good. And then, you know, lo and behold, they here you are. win they six win tournament th- games and they're national champions. So, breaking news on that front, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, January 28th, Oklahoma, Alabama start time at 1 o'clock. It will either be on ESPN2 or on ESPNU. Big story number four. Number four. Breaking. Well, it, can I dovetail one more thing off big story number five that Please. I didn't get to earlier? The um, the news out of Memphis is that it doesn't look like the it doesn't look like the sanctions for Memphis. Did I say that right? News out of Memphis. It doesn't look like the sanctions are going to be too severe for Memphis basketball. So we saw. Yeah, that's o- good news for them. Oklahoma State got hammered, but everyone else has not. So. Looks like <laughs> sorry, OSU. I mean, literally, it's like sorry you didn't get to go to the tournament with Carson Cunningham. But yeah, no. Um, well, they did go with Carson Cunningham, right? Our, what am I Cade. saying? Cade. Not it's not the TV guy. I don't think you'd want that'd Carson. Be really, that'd be really impressive. Car- if they got to the tournament with Carson because they appealed it. They didn't get to go last year. But uh, Oklahoma State's penalty now looks just ridiculous. But uh, so it doesn't look like there's going to be anything too severe for Memphis on that front. Meanwhile, uh, big story number four. We're all monitoring Hurricane Ian and its effect on the sports world. Yesterday we saw the story that they are shifting the Buccaneers, all of their weekly prep, to Miami. Uh, and I guess there's there's some concerns, even though it looks like this is going to hit Thursday. Has there been talk about moving that game yet, Josh? Or Because that's Sunday night between Tampa and Kansas City in Tampa Bay, is there any talk about potentially playing that somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, there has been. Um, so we'll see, obviously, what, what happens there. I mean, I would imagine a decision on that front should happen quickly. Yeah, and the other note is that they've made a decision in college football in the South Carolina game. Um, they're not going to play Saturday. They're going to move up and actually play Thursday. So Thursday at 7 Eastern due to the potential impact of Hurricane Ian – Television coverage hasn't been announced. It's South Carolina and South Carolina State. I mean, we're we're paying attention for Coach Beamer, but that's the game that has officially been moved. So Tampa Bay has moved all its preparation to Miami. We'll see Cal- Chiefs, Buccaneers, if that game gets moved. Uh, I guess the rumor was it might be played in a neutral site. Yeah, which, I mean, that would make sense. That'd be – I don't even – I mean, how do you organize all of that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just going to be, I guess, played in front of an empty crowd probably, right? Boy, that would suck for a game like this, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a, a great matchup. I, I don't know. T- take it to a city where they don't have an NFL team and, you know, play it there and kind of treat it as an audition for expansion. That would be cool. Or about Bring it here. a place that has it, a college football team, 80,000 seats. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. Probably has a pretty good uh, chief contingent. Nice locker room. Well, the visitors' locker room could use, but a nice home locker room. Come on, Joe C. Let's make it happen. But no, it looks like uh, looks like all is uh, well so far. But we'll see what happens. All right, big story number three. Number three. Before we get to the game from last night, we're we're kind of digging through a couple of other NFL notes. For instance, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett is okay after a scary car accident yesterday. The crash occurred as he left their training facility in Brea, Ohio. His a- agent said that he did not break any bones. Highway Patrol said impairment was not suspected. Uh, the woman traveling with Garrett and he were both wearing seatbelts. The crash is under investigation, but it looks like he's going to be okay to go on Sunday against the Falcons. Not able to go? 
It's like Mac Jones dealing with what doctors have diagnosed as a severe high ankle sprain. He's likely to miss multiple games. He and the Patriots are still discussing options and the best way to proceed. Day-to-day, in a video conference with reporters, Mac Jones repeated the word day-to-day nine times as far as his injury is (laughs) is set. They still have Brian Hoyer on their roster. Is that the backup? But... Bailey Zappi's on their Zappy Zap. I don't remember, but Zappy. Bailey, Bailey Zappi's on their roster too, out of Western Kentucky. So maybe he would get the call. But um, that sucks, man. Well, hopefully it's Zappy because I'm going with Green Bay as my survivor this week. Oh, good call. Brian Hoyer, though, is funny to me. He'll. I maybe. feel like he's been in the league for 800 years, and then all of a sudden he pops out. He'll have like a 300 yard performance. So those are two of the big NFL stories from the weekend. And uh, yeah, we have. Tyree Kill's revenge game against Eli Apple. Hill's already talking trash. To, who we play? Bengals. Looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be fun, you know. And I can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy. I owe you. I'm here. This uh, character development for Tyree Kill has been <laughs> something. Can I make a prediction? I think the Dolphins are about to fall off the map. I think they're going to lose to Cincinnati. I think they're going to lose to the Jets. I think they're going to lose to Minnesota. I think they're going to be 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> I hope you're right. You know, but here's the thing. Just for you and Sunday nights. I, Arnie is like a character now. He doesn't even know players. Um, Should have lost, lost to Baltimore. Epic fourth quarter collapse. And Buffalo played without six defensive starters and still was on the verge of kicking a game-winning field goal. So I'm and not. had a fourth and goal that probably they should have scored on. I don't know how Allen short-armed that pass. You know, he's done a couple of weird things in the red zone at the goal line, right? When he fell last year against Tennessee in the regular season, and now what happened last night, our Sunday, just weird. Was there anything else from the NFL? I mean, we're going to get to Monday Night Football, but non-Monday Night Football-related stuff that kind of caught your eye yesterday that we didn't get I to? I mean, just, again, just happy that we're – Seemingly got good news for the the Miles Garrett accident. I mean, that would have been just tragic. So just happy that that's not as severe as it sounds like obviously it could have been. Speaking of injuries, uh, Slater's out. Rashawn Slater's out for the season for the Chargers. Uh, Joey Bosa is now week-to-week with an injury. And, oh, Sirius XM put the Brett Favre show on hold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because. I mean, I don't you just cancel it? And rip up the contract. Back of the class, please. It's not very good. It's terrible. I don't even right. know what I mean. It's like it, it'd be one thing if you were like talking about the Howard Stern show or right. something. I mean, listen, I, I, I obviously work for Sirius XM quite a bit, so I consume the product quite a bit. It's terrible. It's like one guy asking Brett Favre questions and him answering it for like ten seconds. Well, it's, Brett, what do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. Brett Favre under investigation for, for fraud. I want to make sure I make that you very know, clear. Actually, this would be the perfect time to do a show. <laughs> They ought to put him on air. Well, Brett, well, how did you funnel all this money? Feel about that, you know, you're pretty rich already. <laughs> Dude, are you kind of like tax the poor? I mean, <laughs> what's sort of your your mindset on a lot of this? Um, all right, big story number two. Number two. Let's see if Coach Venables has started talking to the media yet, or if uh, if our boys in fill mode right now. 
No, I, I think he's pretty much on time, so we'll be good. Big story number two, last night, Monday Night Football, uh, a fantastic catch from CeeDee Lamb. Faith, Lamb, caught in one hand, touchdown, Cowboys. Dallas now leads by a score of 20-13. to 13. Fade, Lamb, caught it one hand. Great call from Brad Sham. Oh, uh, and then late in the game, Giants trying to drive, right? They're still on their own side of the field, but uh, Daniel Jones just couldn't get loose. Snap to Jones. They stunt. He throws it over the middle. That's intercepted at the 35 by Diggs. And that was ball game. Cowboys win it 23-16. to um, Cooper Rush, when asked about CeeDee Lamb's one-handed touchdown catch. He's an unbelievable player. I didn't even realize someone told me he just the fade, he caught one hand. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, so, unbelievable catch. I was just making sure his feet got down. And um, big-time player. Ran a good four-route on a play, and, uh, you know, that's what he's about. Um, that he, was a, a really, really nice throw, too. You know, oh, breaking news. Torn ACL for Shep. For Shep. Mm. Sterling Shepard, according to the breaking news alert this morning on NFL Network, uh, I think it had been theorized, maybe we're part of that problem, but that it was an Achilles injury. That was his previous injury. This is a torn ACL. He'll miss the rest of the 2022 season. Oh, just heartbreaking. Brutal. Um, Meanwhile, afterwards, Brian Dable about trying to protect – Daniel Jones a little bit better. Yeah, you never want to have your quarterback hit. Um, but I'd say he takes care of himself. Uh, again, the, the more you can keep him off the quarterback, the better for the quarterback. And then, you know, he's athletic enough to make some loose plays. And, you know, there might be some hits in there when he's scrambling. Uh, but, yeah, there's no question we got to do a, a better job of, of protecting him. Yep. Tough one last night for the Giants. The fall to 2-1. and one. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Well, that was, uh, you know, lot, sorry, lost no, the translation there. That was a really bad loss for them. Really bad loss. I mean, you got to win that game at home. Division game, Dak Prescott's not playing. Can't afford to lose that one. They, they were off to a nice little start. This is a, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next for them. But, man, that just, I don't know, that, that feels like a loss that we're going to look back on and be like, yep, that's where it started, turning into the same old Giants. And – I mean, I would add to it, Josh, they kind of had some momentum going in that game. You had the big Saquon Barkley run. You were yeah. kind of in control, and the bottom just fell out. It just immediately allowed the Cowboys to come right back down with their own touchdown drive. Big story number one, uh, Oklahoma Sooner football getting ready for TCU. Now, what has become kind of a late Monday, Tuesday tradition, captains were announced late last tonight. McKay Matar, Jordan Kelly, Jonah Laula. The PA guy. And uh, Daniel Parker Jr. Yeah, the PA guy. So I'm sorry. How about that? Three of your four captains this weekend are all transfers. That's pretty cool. Which means now through five games, well, going into your fifth game, you've had 25 different guys that have served as captains for this team. That's pretty cool. Now I would assume once we get into you know mid October, maybe by OU Texas. There's going to be permanent captains named. I don't know if, if if Coach Venables gave that timeline, and you guys you know heard it or I missed it. Then feel free to call me a moron. Oh, you Texas week would seem line, to be, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Would make sense for a permanent captain. And uh, let's see, is BV speaking yet? Yep, there we go. 
Uh, Brent Venable's news conference is slated to start any minute. All right, so Drake's in fill mode right now. Good luck, Drake. <laughs> a tradition unlike any other. It's Let's so go. Good, Let's go, baby. I sent him 11 minutes of content, so my 11 minutes is up. We started a lot. I mean, all these things that I was trying to help us get, commercial breaks in there, and it's like everyone just, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I, uh, I need to go back and listen to him do a little bit of the fill-in work. I think work. you're good. I think you're okay. <laughs> um, it, there's a character named Bobo on the Opie and Anthony show that I used to listen to. And like Bo- Bobo that used to call into the Stern show too? It's a different Bobo. Oh, he's really? the real Bobo. And one time Patrice O'Neill heard him do stand-up. He's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like it made me forget how to do stand-up. It was it – was, uh, Thank you. Update. Update. That's that's what I was saying. It's like you listen to Drake Phil, it might be like, oh, no. Let's hope I don't forget how to do radio. I'm ah. kidding. As in, this this individual is not good at stand-up comedy. Dude, Bobo was so terrible. I'll play it for you during the break. Uh, one, Teddy Lehman has reported that Brent Venable said permanent captains will be ma- named in November, championship month. So, okay. does that mean through – let's see. Let's so, hope we're still playing for a championship then. Good point. So, does that mean through Friday – I'm sorry, Saturday TCU, we know that, and then OU Texas, and then you have the bye in there after Kansas – I mean, does that mean we're going to end up when all is said and done with like 35 different guys serving as captain <laughs> before we actually get to the permanent captains? Seems like it, yeah. That's pretty incredible if you have, you know, that kind of faith in the dudes in your locker room because, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, well, and there's only four this week. There's not five, so that'd be 5, 10, 15, 24. But, yeah. Oh, on October 29th is Iowa State 2 and Ames. So, oh, no. We're going to have a lot of dudes that end up getting to serve time as captain if this thing continues to roll like it is. So, November – and they're doing some cool things. Appreciate Ted. Thanks, Teddy. Uh, they're doing some really cool things. They're giving them like a crimson blazer that they'll wear. I mean, it's it's going to be a big deal to be a captain. And I don't know if it's going to be four or five guys, but you know, you're talking about a team that this weekend is going into a massive ball game and three of their four captains are transfers. It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. All right. Uh, you want to hear some Ted Roof and more Jeff Lebby. I got Coach Roof on stopping Max Duggan. I've got Jeff Lebby on what to expect from the TCU defense. And we've got Brent Venables getting set to meet with the media in moments. We'll bring you the highlights next on The Ref. All right. Brent Venables is at the podium. I couldn't tell if the guy that was asking what time does the Brent Venables presser start if he was trolling me because I try to mention so much that we can't air it so you guys aren't mad at us, <laughs> or if he really didn't know. The Venables presser is slated to start every Tuesday at 11.15 And I'm dumb enough that I'm like, well, surely they just want to know what time it's starting, right? <laughs> Couldn't be that they're uh, trolling, trolling us. us. Right, exactly. I, um, by the way, before we get a little bit more – um, into the Air Comfort Solutions text line and more from Ted Roof and Jeff Levy. Oh, they keep showing that highlight of Darren Waller just dropping that touchdown. I can't take it. I can't take it. He dropped like four passes. Four passes. What is, uh, what's up with our tight ends dropping TDs this week? I saw Travis Kelsey went and had to, what, apologize for it. These people that are trying he better. To- I mean, what has he ever accomplished? Do you know why the Chiefs lost that game on Saturday or Sunday? Because their special team stunk. Yeah, that was terrible. I mean, literally. That, 
The Colts might not score if old boy doesn't drop a punt on the one-yard line for him. Is, any, is anybody going to talk about, like, Chris Jones, of course, is an idiot, but <laughs> is anybody going to talk about how weak that was? That was really weak. I mean, come on. Um. Anyway, I if I get started on the NFL, I won't stop, so let's – Move along. Speaking of the NFL, I threw this tweet out. It's very controversial right now, Josh Helmer. Okay. On my Twitter.com uh, feed, at Plank Show. Now, this is our free room to roam. Oh, that's right, because Brent's talking. We yeah. get to, that's yep, right. Yep, 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 yep. You guys are preoccupied with BV right now. Um, after Shep's injury last night, Sterling Shepard out for the season, torn ACL, according to a report now yeah. that has been confirmed by their coach, Brian Dable. Um, I think every NFL field should be natural grass. And I know my man Andrew Smith at Sooner Soup guy. Um, I in fact it was kind of funny because I was going to give this disclaimer and say I know injuries happen on all surfaces, but it just seems. And I know astroturf fields are nothing new, but more often than not they lead to more injuries. This is me speaking, my opinion. Andrew said this happens on grass fields too. One of the worst surfaces in the NFL is FedEx Field, and that is grass. I agree. They need to raise their standards, but I don't believe it's one size fits all. That's where you're wrong. It's one size fits all. No, how, I, how dare you, Mr. Soup? <laughs> you and your old man looking picture. <laughs> That's but no, so well crafted. He's, he's right. I mean, it's so weird. You know, at, at Allegiant Stadium, <laughs> this is funny. At Allegiant Stadium, UNLV plays on turf and they roll in the grass for the Raiders game. <laughs> it's like, is UNLV done? All right, get the grass in here. Actually, you know, Jennifer, in fairness, they do play some of the UNLV games on grass, too. They had to change the midfield logo earlier this year, like right after the Raiders' gosh, exhibition game, I want to say, that they played before UNLV played a home game against Idaho State. So it it mixes, it varies. But, yeah, I'm just – I'm not a – and I know there's some that disagree and feel like that when you get into weather and and – Elements like that, you can muck up a game like the Bears-Niners game. And I agree. You know, it's it's tough. It's a, it's a balance. And you're playing football, so people are going to get hurt. But Yeah, well, when in doubt, it should always be a real playing surface, real grass. Um, never, never artificial. All right, here's a couple of uh, Air Comfort Solutions texts to get us caught up on the, uh, on the text line because we're a little bit behind. New coaches, new defense, new offense, new culture. Going to have some mishaps and growing pains. Nothing to worry about. And I, I think we tried to make this point yesterday. It's, it's also a matter of kind of your expectations. There's some people, a lot of people that are like, listen, I, I kind of thought this year would be a struggle and blah, blah, blah. And there's others that are like, it shouldn't matter because these guys are buying into new culture and – you know, the reality is there's going to be growing pains, and we've brought this up quite a bit. You know, and here's something to think about. It's such a fine line, isn't it? I mean, if things just go – if you just get off the field on that third and 16, do you go down, drive, score, take it into overtime, win it? I mean, Clemson comes off of a game where they were terrible. Pretty bad. Terrible defensively against Wake Forest. But guess what? Get it into overtime, win the football game, forget about it, right? USC, not good. Not good at all against Oregon State. But find a way to survive in advance, and it's quickly forgotten, right? If you're Oklahoma, man, <laughs> you know, all of those same cracks that Clemson showed defensively and 
believe me, I get it. Sam Hartman's, we think, a, a much better quarterback than right. Adrian Martinez. So don't get me twisted on this deal. It's it's forgotten, right? If you mm-hmm. just temporarily forgotten, if you can just find a way to survive in advance, oh, you didn't do that. Yep. Absolutely, positively didn't do that. Um, here's for the 918. Regardless of what we want. Regardless of what we want, this team has a ceiling. That's reality. Sorry. I can't read today, man. Soup isn't a meal. It's a tea. That's it, it, Well, soup isn't a meal, period. It's just it's ridic- It's an appetizer at best. Uh, regardless of what we want, this team has a ceiling. That's reality. Fan base will have to get used to ugly, gritty games. Resolve and attention to detail will be the difference in all the games. Do you think the Sooners... If, if for those that want to get mad at a coaching staff, I think we're pretty much in the same situation. I'm 22. If 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 the staff is still here that was here before. Good question from the 580. What's up with Marcus Stripling? I thought he was going to have a breakout year. How many snaps did he get, Josh Helmer? Um, did you? I wasn't. Unfortunately for me, with kind of the way that the the sidelines are set up, it's not as easy for me to move back and forth down as it used to be. But um, he's down there. He's engaged. I know that he injured his ankle in the um, – gosh, was it in the Nebraska game or was it the Kent State game? But he – oh, it was the Kent State game because in, in Nebraska, Miguel Chavis was – it was awesome to watch Miguel Chavis kind of battle him and charge, charge him on the sidelines and get him ready, and he went out there and made a play. But, yeah, I I just – there's a lot of dudes at that position right now that are playing well. What do you end up with? You got it? I've got his total snap counts for the season I can share with you. Okay. It's just 62. Okay. And let's – I would guess maybe it's like 12 on Saturday night. Yeah, and, and I'll get you an official okay. number no, no. if you give me just two seconds here. Yeah, no, I just, just – I knew it wasn't very many on I, Saturday night. I, I was curious first and foremost, like, what, what does the whole season look like for him? So it's 62 there. Um, it's not bad, you know. It's not what I think we expected, but the bottom line, more than anything else, is there are some dudes that have really stepped up and played well at that okay. position. W- what was your guess? I said twelve. Not bad. Sixteen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was way off, but I think that's it's a fair question. He's a guy that we all kind of thought would uh, would be a difference maker, and it just unfortunately hasn't materialized. Uh, Kevin in Tulsa, passing when we only need three yards or less drives me crazy. <laughs> Border sooner. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I already read that one. My bad. I, I like someone put it on it on its page, and I lose track of it. Um, This is from the 580. I didn't get to tune in yesterday, but good Tuesday morning from your number one fan in Oregon. What's up, Aaron? I told you months ago not to look past the Oregon State Beavers. They were four minutes away from beating Muleshoe. Was hoping his infamous squib kick to seal the deal, but that didn't happen. The covered though. How about the notes on that line? Did we share that on Friday? I think we did. Right? The uh that started at thirteen and a half and was all the way down to six by the time they kicked it off on Saturday night. Yeah, I thought. I thought Oregon State was going to win that game. When when Lincoln took that job, I looked at their schedule, and I'm like, oh, they're probably going to lose that game. Earmarked it. Yeah, but, hey, they won. That's a good win. Uh, for the 405, 
with OU and Texas going to the SEC, do we get a fair game called by the Big 12 refs? I did. I mean, I didn't come away from Saturday feeling like there's some big conspiracy against Oklahoma. You just got to play better, man. Not just last game, but the last few games. It seems like the penalty discrepancy is not fair going back to even last year's Big 12 games. Well, I don't think anyone was madder at the officials than Matt Campbell on Saturday. (laughs) But I didn't hear too much complaining about it. I mean, listen, most of the penalties were pretty obviously, unfortunately. Most of them were pretty like, oh, yeah. Now, did they miss some on Kansas State? You bet they did. You bet they did. And they had, you know, is it Kevin Ma? His, Kevin Ma, his, his crew is usually pretty good. Right? They got Lyndon Nixon on their crew. I went to college with them at the University of Tulsa. They got a, they've got a good crew. But, man, they struggled spotting the ball on Saturday. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain about calls, but man, they did have some issues when it came to spotting the old football on Saturday night. Two other quick ones. Um, with a team, this is Zach, we're a team that has a first year head coach, and half the team has never worn a Sooner uniform this season. All right, until this season, greatness takes time. And one more uh, from the 918. A lot from the 918. Appreciate my Tulsa peeps. Uh, Braden Willis addressed the slow starts on his pod. He said it's because no one is stepping up and making a big play that usually jump starts the offense. But once they do, it's on. There you go. You heard I, it straight from the horse's mouth. I guess I need to start listening a little bit more to the uh, the, the the prairie on the pod, the pod on the prairie. I've got a lot of things Podcast I listen to. Podcast on the Prairie. I guess I need to start listening to that a little bit more. But, no, good um, good stuff. Braden Wills is a great interview, so he would be a great talker. But I, I, personally, I personally cannot get enough of just trying to figure out, like, why, it was so great in the opener. That's a boom, boom, boom. And then, since then, you know, those starts, offensively specifically, have just not been there. Braden Willis going with the always rare players need to play better explanation for what went wrong. <laughs> Time honor tradition, right? <laughs> oh, here's my favorite. It's Tuesday. Why are we still talking about Saturday? Move on. Well, at, here's sir, an idea. You, you can, uh, sir. You can move on yourself, sir. Sir. Adios. Sir. This Goodbye. is a windy. No. What are you doing? We can't push away one of the fourteen. Um. Wipe it Wednesday, dude. We'll get to Wednesday, and then we'll move on. I want to talk about it all week. This is the home of Sooner fans, and they lost. And I don't want anyone to be like, oh, well, it's okay. I think that it's worthy of passionate and consistent conversations. Heck, yeah, it is. All right, quick break. Um, Good stuff, and it keeps rolling in, 405-651-3439. We'll see if we can get one more check of that before we get out of here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. In the meantime, I do owe you a little bit of Jeff Lebby and uh, Ted Roof, plus some of the early returns from the Brent Venables press conference, which you will hear in its entirety coming up with Steelman and Thune at noon right here on The Ref. Oh, would you looky here, Josh? We have one of everybody's favorite questions that got answered from Brent Venables moments ago. Um, When asked about Building linebacker depth, Venable said, 
Kobe McKenzie, who missed most of fall camp, is red-shirting. Kip Lewis is also red-shirting. He needs to get stronger in the weight room. So there's two guys, well, one specific, a lot of people asking about Kobe McKenzie, who looks the part, but and just they're going to redshirt him this year and let yep. him have a, an offseason to get healthy and see Which, what happens there. Which, you know, I don't think is any sort of surprise now, right? You get to one-third of the way through. And we haven't really seen these guys. I mean, pretty safe assumption that probably that's that's been the plan. Um, all right, before we before we hit, I don't know why I'm like packing things up here. We got two more segments left. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, that's Pack right. I got to get up. mobile. I got a doctor's appointment at twelve thirty. I was thinking. I knew I had something today. Um, Everything okay? We're about to find out. Oh man, I hope you're all right. So me too. So this was from Jeff Levy. He was asked about. TCU, and uh, let's see, the challenges that the Horn Frogs pose defensively. Here's what Levy said about the Horn Frogs. Oh, I guess it helps if it's all the way plugged in. You know, some similarities to last week. They've done a they've done a nice job of, of just continuing to, to grow their depth. Uh, obviously, first year of their system being put in there completely different than, than what they've been, but you can see on tape, man, total buy-in. Uh, Coach Gillespie's got them playing incredibly hard and tough and physical. Uh, they've created some turnovers with four picks, but a group that's disciplined, that's tough, that uh, we're going we're gonna to need to be at our best on Saturday morning. Yeah, and TCU's defense, Joe Gillespie, does a really nice job. Tulsa fans, familiar with him. Um, and I, I think I'll bring this up quite a bit this week, but Jamarcus McFarlane is a part of their coaching staff, and he spent – some time here at Oklahoma, and not only time here at Oklahoma as a player, but uh, he was here as a grad assistant. I'm so happy for Jamarcus. Remember, Josh, we would do our our show, and Perry, you might have to help me out. I can't remember the name of the apartment complex. It's right there off 35, kind of by Victory Church, but it's <laughs> it's by Target and by the new Hawaii uh, Hawaiian restaurant, and we would do our show over there, and Jamarcus, his fiance was our contact, and he was, you know, fighting, scratching, clawing. He was just getting started. He was at OU. Then he went to Stephen F. Austin for a while, and now he's at TCU. So, good for Jamarcus. Good dude. And God, how is that called? It's driving me crazy. It's right here in Norman. It's off 24th. Come on. This is usually where Mark Desher, at OU Photo Guy, can save the day for him. Yeah, sprints in, and he's like, oh, so-and-so. Uh, so, that's the TCU defense. What about – the TCU offense, and you're looking at a similar situation to what they saw from Kansas State. Mobile quarterback seems to be kind of getting things right. Here's what here's what Ted Roof had to say about what they expect to see offensively from the Horn Frogs. Yeah, absolutely. Their quarterback is a he's a he's certainly a, a big time running threat. Uh, he's very efficient. And, uh, you know, we, a lot of things show. If you don't take things off tape and correct them and fix them, they show up, they keep showing up. So uh, we've got to make sure that we take, that we get the, those issues corrected and fixed. Uh, so moving forward, when teams do that against us, we, uh, we, we execute better and coach better and all the things that we all do it together. Yeah. There you go. So, which. Duggan can run a little bit. Now he's not Adrian Martinez. And he wasn't even their starter to start the season. 
which shows you how incredible this has been for Max Duggan, right? He was he was QB2, and now all of a sudden to wrap the season up, he gets that opportunity to be QB1. Brent Venables was asked about the Kansas State game looking back at the tape uh, from Eric Bailey's Twitter feed while Coach talks to the media as we speak. Quote, what I saw were guys afraid to make mistakes. We're, we played on our heels. We weren't physical at the point of the ta- of attack. I saw guys pressing. I don't think we played very well. We didn't put it all together. Yeah, uh, agreed. And and why were they pressing from the word go? From the start. From the start. Uh, he was asked about stripping down to the studs after a loss. Quote, you handle it the same every week. You start over. We're always looking at weaknesses, breakdowns, and mental errors even in victory. Mastering your craft takes a lot of work, a lot of struggle and perseverance. You have to trust and have a respect for what it takes to play at a really high level. Pressure exposes both the good and the bad. Our guys are anxious and eager to improve and get better. Steelman and Thune are coming up next. We'll have the full breakdown from the Brent Venables press conference. Let's go. All right, when we come back, we got time. You want me to fill here a second? Oh, no, you're, you're good. Okay. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show. A uh, Plank Show with a couple of thoughts from the National Football League as we count down to Week Four, including a big Thursday night game between the Bengals and the Dolphins. It's a Plank Show right here on the Ref. Then I told you I still don't know how to use this stupid, absolutely un inconsistent connection of my bluetooth in my car right it's a beautiful thing isn't it oh my gosh sometimes it connects when i don't want it to then sometimes it won't but yeah good good times as we are uh, mobile here for our final segment of the plank show you know i i think what you get from Britt venables josh is kind of what we all expected right he's going to look at things and try to find a way to fix it and um in the end we'll see if they can fix it right and I have confidence in – I know this is as generic as you can be, but I, I have confidence in Brent Venables being able to get it done. He's done it before. Sure, this is his first time to do it as a head coach, but, you know, you're looking at a – you're looking at a situation where, you know, this is a team that appears to have been pretty bought into him, right? And if they're bought in and you're seeing that want to in practice, that's a big difference maker for everyone involved, right? And – all it takes is, you know, all it takes is a few adjustments here and there, and hopefully they can get things fixed after what was uh, a frustrating Saturday night. But it appears, based on what we're getting out of the the BV presser, it appears as if Josh that uh, he's seeing that buy-in early on and bouncing back that they wanted to see. Well, and as we've talked a lot about, every game is winnable the rest of the way. Now, I think every game is a, a challenge the rest of the way too. But it, it really if you can go on the road, take care of business this week, Plank, just go win on the road at TCU, which is not just some easy task, but do that right. and then turn around and follow it up with another nice uh, morning, early afternoon performance uh, a week from now against Texas, and all of a sudden you come out of the Cotton Bowl and you, you've stabilized yourself, you're 2-1 and one in league play, you've won a couple of games in a row. Then, then you look at it, and yeah, Kansas has improved, but you get Kansas at home. You go to Ames, and the, then you get Baylor. I mean, you start thinking about the way that they can start stacking up 
stacking up wins and getting back into this, uh, you know, league league race here. Got to start this week, though, man. I mean, you, you got to start with a tough road win. Hey, let me let me pose this real quick since we've been all over the, the, the Sooners for the better part of our three hours today. Do you have a dog in the Baylor-Oklahoma State fight Saturday? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't quite figure it out, right? I mean, it's Again, I don't know if it's, you know, let, let Oklahoma State continue to cook or if, you know, you look at it and you know, Baylor has not had much success against Oklahoma You know, this is also a Baylor team that looked to kind of right the ship a bit yesterday. So, I don't know, Josh. I, I have a hard time deciding not only, A, who I think wins it, but maybe, you know, for my Oklahoma State friends, I'd like to see Oklahoma State win it. But, I mean, I just – I don't know. I mean, Baylor is – you know, is Iowa State even that good, right? Sure, they beat Iowa, but it's an Iowa team that you know has its has its issues and yeah. we're still working through them in week week two. So I don't know what to make of this Iowa State team, and I still sure as heck don't know what to make of Baylor and Oklahoma State on Saturday. Well, I think that depending on how that game plays out, then all of a sudden you can really have a rooting guide going forward. But I don't just totally transparent with you. I don't know that I have a strong lean. You know, for Oklahoma, what's better or worse, Baylor or Oklahoma State winning the game? I mean, I think they're both good. I think they're both going to be serious factors in this league race. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. I don't know. Steel Man and Thune at noon. We'll have everything for the Brent Venables press conference coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We'll see you back in studio tomorrow right here on the rest. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.